0: Hello everyone, it's Brian. And Juno. And welcome to I'm Sorry in Advance. What's up? Um, well, last week we talked about some romantic interest of yours and things that were going on there. Do you have any, like, updates for that? Yes, actually.
1: <laughs> so, he wants, now he wants to do, like, um, oh, where did they begin? So much to unpack there. Basically... It's now, oh, he wants to play it by ear until I get myself settled because we got into another thing uh, where this time I said, oh, I can't come see you because there was a change in my schedule. So I don't know if I can afford the gas right now to drive up because, you know, it's a half hour there, half half hour back, so that's a lot of money and gas. So I was like, mm, don't think I could do it this time. And then apparently that was like such a turn off to him. He was like, oh, you know, you really shouldn't talk about money when you are dating someone, and blah blah blah. I am like, what are you talking about? I just said I couldn't drive somewhere because of gas, and yeah. two, we're not really anything, you know, we're not an item, and like you already said that dating was kind of in the word dating was kind of intense. So it was also like, I also don't want to spend money on something that's not like serious or anything yet. So I'm prioritizing, but he went on forever about how, like it, you know, just how I shouldn't have brought it up or it almost sounded like he was basically saying he was basically calling me bored, like, Oh, you came in for $10 type deal. But the thing that like frustrated me about it was it was, again, I brought up something that should have just been casual and then it turned into something when it shouldn't have.
0: That's understandable.
1: Like you tell friends all the time. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I think I've told you a few times, like, oh, I don't think I can afford that right now. And it didn't turn into like this whole thing.
0: Yeah. Usually I just make fun of you and then it's fine.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or I don't know. Like, I feel like that's such a casual thing to bring up. Like, when you say you can't do something, like, I feel like it's totally acceptable to say, like, oh, I can't afford the gas right now or, you know, and not have it be an issue.
0: Yeah. Plus, like, it's not like he's your boyfriend and it's not like he's your friend for a really long time. And chances are, if he was your friend for a really long time, they wouldn't give a shit. And two, if he was your boyfriend, like, he also should not give as much of a shit. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I'm very easy to date, I think
1: no and I started thinking about that and I think that's my problem I'm too easygoing and that's why it gets so frustrating when the other people are not as easygoing as I am or as yeah. understanding you know Be- but you're right though it is it's sort of like yeah we're not kind of dating you should not have made an issue it should have been more understanding and then he even asked me I was like oh do you think I'm being like unreasonable and I'm like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> well i was like i don't think it's unreasonable to like not want someone to bring up money around you all the time but i have not brought up money around you all the time i've not been a hard ass on it and this was the first time i ever had to cancel like coming to see you because i couldn't afford the gas which is in any realm is an acceptable answer where it should have just been like oh okay next time then
0: my grandmother Used to, And this is going to be you making fun of me for being 1% again, but I don't care. My grandmother always used to say that the only people that talk about money are people that don't have it. That being <laughs> said, <laughs> I think that it should be kind of like if if I'm talking to somebody who I care about, then I'm not going to care if I'm open with them and talking about things like that. But I'm not going to talk about that kind of stuff with a stranger. And so he's not a stranger, so he shouldn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, honestly, I was on the say, that's why I didn't think it'd be an issue. I thought it'd just be like, you know, whatever. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then that's when he was just like, you know what? You're living with your ex. You're in transition right now. I think like, if you want, we could still talk to each other, but I don't think we should make it anything further than that.
0: Yep. <laughs> How ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I know. But, you know. It was sort of like, well, what you're gonna do? I I think I even like got so annoyed. I was where I was just like, why? Why do you want to talk to me? Like, what do you even like about me? It seems like so far you've had issues with me three times. Like, you really actually hate me. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why? I'm pretty sure you hate me. So I'm just curious. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So. I'm just like, yeah, I'm in transition. Like, I, I am trying to make things work, but I don't think that should bar me from dating. I agree. I feel like if I feel like things are in order, because things are pretty much in order. Like, I have a job. I am trying to get a second one to, you know, get more funds, but, like, it's not, like, super necessary. I have my own living space. I mean, yeah. And by own living space, I mean my own bedroom yeah and i have a car so it's like to me i don't feel like i'm in a place where i should be super focused only on getting my shit together because my shit is pretty much together
0: yeah for the most part
1: yeah like there are a few things that could be better but it's not like it's not 100 percent perfect and i feel like honestly there are a lot of other people who are in the worse position than i am who are out
0: there are people that are more <laughs> that are in worse positions than both of us that have like boyfriends, girlfriends, they're married. I don't understand it.
1: With kids, another
0: kid on the way. Yeah, exactly. I don't think the cousin I'm about to talk about is listens to this. I don't know. Anyway, I have a cousin that is retarded, for lack of a better phrase, like actually diagnosed. I, I'm pretty sure it's like autism or something. Oh. Yeah, it's either that or down. I forget which one. But she's like... It's
1: all in the same thing now. So now it's just one autistic spectrum.
0: Okay, well, she's going... She's got all that going on for her. And and she has a boyfriend. And I'm like, how do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) They've been going out for like a year now or something, I think. You know what? Good for her. You go, girl. You do you. (laughs) No, I know. I'm happy. She's really sweet. But I'm just like, really?
1: No, I get it. No, trust me. And so that's why I started thinking, I was like, you know what, I get it. Like you have needs and, you know, these are just some of your needs. So like, that's why I didn't get so bent out of shape about it. But it was, again, it was coming off very accusatory still, you know, very like not presented in a better light, which is what was annoying me about the conversations. It's like, you have to present it better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You can say anything to anyone, but it's all in your delivery.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yep, yep. Yeah. And also, side note, he also got on my back about how I budget on such a granular level. He was like, I've never known anyone to have a gas budget and a going out budget. Like, why wouldn't you just take from the going out budget and put it into the gas budget? And it's like, then why have a budget?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to act like I don't understand that because like, I wish I had a level of understanding when it comes to a budget because I don't. I'm like, oh, there's this much in my account. We're good. I'll take two. Like, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> no, don't exactly. That, well,
1: <laughs> that's how he saw it. He was like, if you have money, you have money. I was like, okay, but then there are people who like me have categories of budgets where the money stays (laughs) it's not a full thing (laughs) so has he
0: lived a life like i have
1: i think he has i think maybe that's also part of it there's just we've had different experiences like i've had a poor experience growing up
0: (laughs) and i wouldn't say he's like filthy rich but he is a lawyer so okay so his just his perception of what money is is different Mm -hmm. than yours
1: exactly yeah exactly like for me it's on a granular level for him it's like well you know it all kind of blends together (laughs) the green flows together
0: (laughs) yeah i get it
1: yeah so that's kind of where we're we're kind of in limbo right now i'm still trying to decide for myself i'm like "Ah." because even when even though this has happened who'll say like the really like kindest things i'm just like what am i doing (laughs) why am i being so mad
0: I mean, he doesn't sound like a complete asshole, but, you know, I think this whole dating experience is, over the last two to three people I've I've involved myself with, I've really learned just the range of what a relationship can potentially look like. Yeah. I've always gone in with that whole, like, um, very, like, monogamous, X, Y, Z, like, I have very, like the social construct of what a relationship was. And then just recently, the the past like two or three guys that I've talked to have really been like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be that. And so that's been interesting.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the new attitude nowadays. Like, well, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, let's just keep free flowing. Like, no, I'm old school, bitch.
0: Well, I mean, not to say that you can't, Mm, well i'll tell you more when i tell you about what's happening with me right now and oh yeah yeah your input
1: yeah well so just well then just to end off like if this guy is listening just know we don't think you're an asshole
0: (laughs) no not an asshole i i agree i'm not calling him one
1: no like you know it's just like you said it's like trying to navigate through the dating world nowadays and figuring out you know what what's right for you and what's right for them
0: yeah, and, like, if that's congruent with, like, yeah. the other person.
1: Exactly. So, I think that's what I'm trying to figure out for myself. Like, mm, what am I doing with this again?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, moving on, tell me about this new guy you've been seeing.
0: Well, I actually just sent you two pictures of him to your phone.
1: Oh, let me take a look. <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> 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 that, oh, oh my, was uh, very beautiful. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, wow
0: just a quick fun fact if you date me brian has seen your dick just like know <laughs> that so the oh my was a dick pic <laughs> i didn't
1: know if i should say it i was <laughs> just like well very nice
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um he's got a really cute face although what's with the ca- camo going on pillow the shirt <laughs>
0: like, oh i don't know i didn't even notice that
1: he really likes that style
0: but okay. I mean, that's not what it's like now. Maybe that was like <laughs> a couple of years. I don't know. But when I saw him, he was wearing a solid shirt last. So.
1: Oh, side note. Davis says he's our number one fan.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's really
1: cute. Also, I just want to put out there. I don't know how Juno does it. And I'm not calling him ugly in any way. But Juno always manages to get these like fucking gorgeous guys <laughs> out of his ass. He's always like, "What do you think of this guy?" And he's like, pretty much model status. I'm like, "Where the fuck did you find him?" I don't understand.
0: And they all have really nice dicks.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he does it. And I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm saying like, you're you're actually pretty good looking, Juno. I just don't know how Thank you. you get these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like you go shopping for a doll. You're just like in the, like in the alley. And you're, I mean, alley, you're in the alley. (laughs) You're in the aisle. Just like, "Mm, I'll take this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Okay. But continue.
0: (laughs) So what happened was I was, (laughs) I was on a dating app, air quotes, dating app. Well, I was on Scruff which I think is more of a dating app than Grindr, even though they definitely both have the same mission, which is like Mm -hmm. get fucked or fuck, whatever. Which I just
1: like to point out that Scruff actually never used to be like that. Like Scruff... Did have some decent guys on there, but now it is transforming into just another grinder.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I do think that even though Scruff has definitely taken on more of a sexual tone than it had in the past, you still have the ability to like just talk to people. And also, you don't get those advertisements like you get on Grinder. Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, that's so annoying.
1: <laughs> I do. Oh, I know. I know.
0: <laughs> as soon as I get those, I deleted Grinder, by the way. But as soon as I would get them on Grinder, I would report them and block them just cuz like that's so rude. <laughs> um
1: that's you're so funny.
0: <laughs> but I met this guy who you saw a picture of and yes. um you're like I enjoyed the picture. <laughs> 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 and at first we were just talking about kind of regular stuff and then of course like with any conversation with two gays in an environment that is conducive to physicality um I was like so what do you like sexually? And that opened up a whole, like, interesting topic. And um, I talked about things that I liked, and he talked about things that he liked, and they were interesting. And he was like, well, are you open to, say, someone being in a dominant role with you? Ooh, yes. I was (laughs) like, maybe tell me more. And um, (laughs) so then we discussed that, and at first I was like, well... Are you talking like daddy son? Like that kind of like a, a domination role play? Like, is that what you're talking oh about? Oh my
1: goodness. Wow. You got really in depth with that. You're like daddy son. Is it this category? Like, what kind of dominator are we still talking here? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm like, like I'm handing out pamphlets. I'm like, here you go. Here you go. How about that one? (laughs) But no, I just was like, I wanted wanted to know. I wanted clarity because I think when it comes to physicality, it's important to have an open line of communication because otherwise somebody's like, I like it dirty. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like it dirty too. And then all of a sudden. They're shitting on your chest. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Their dirty is different than your dirty. You're like, I was talking about getting spanked. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please remove your shit and get out of my house. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So I was just like, we should be clear what we're talking about. And he was like, yeah, just like, sir, boy, type, like servitude thing.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: So I was like, oh, okay, I could be into that, sir, daddy, like whatever. And we were being playful. And then we met. We had a great date. He took me, well, we met in Hoboken and we went to a restaurant, one of the restaurants that my family owns. And, uh, We walked around the park and it was like the beginning of Fleet Week. So they like had fireworks over the pier and we made out. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was a perfect date for all intents and purposes. And so then- Very magical. Yeah, it was perfect. And we continue to be in touch since and we talk like every day at least. And he was like, so I have a question for you. Uh Uh-oh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of a thing is always interesting to me. Cause it's like, if you have to lead with, I have a question, it's generally like probably not going to go your way. So <laughs> he was like, I know that like you're into me being dominant, but how do you feel about being dominant? Well, I was like, I don't want to top if that's what you're asking. I was like, I'll do that every now and again. But like, that's not what I'm interested in long term. And he was like, Oh, no, that's not what I mean. Because I had said to him, I forget what day I was like, I I can't believe this. I really hope Mia doesn't listen to this one. I was like, I just want to let you know that you own like my dick and my ass. So like nothing will happen without your approval.
1: Oh <gasps> yeah. Oh my goodness. I
0: know. Right. So then. <laughs> so scapulous. I know. So then he was like, well, I kind of, he was like, I like the idea that you're that submissive, but how do you feel about like, being dominant I was like like what and he was like if I told you you owned my dick and I was like oh I was like I could fuck with that <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't like that's fine that's not he was like yeah and I would still be the top but you would get to tell me like what to do with it
1: <gasps> oh wow that just that got me when you said that <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god that's like the sweetest thing a top has ever said when you tell me <laughs> What they do with that? Like, oh, okay, okay,
0: <laughs>
1: let's do this.
0: <laughs> We're married now. No, I'm just kidding. So I ended up being like, yeah, totally. I'm down for that. So then he was like, well, what are some things? He goes, how do you feel about with like a chastity garment for a man? Do you know what those are? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just seeing it in my head. I was like. Oh. Um, I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, don't those like shrink your penis or something?
1: Oh, well, you know what? Let's tell our viewers in case they don't know what a chastity belt is.
0: Okay. A chastity garment for a man is something that encompasses, like holds the penis and prevent you from getting hard or like doing certain things so yeah it is very s and and i feel like actually weird that that's where my love life is going at this point it's like trailing <laughs> down this yellow brick road of handcuffs and nine tails whips but oh my gosh i love it <laughs> <laughs> but so i was like I, don't, I was like don't those make your penis smaller or something? I was like I don't like that idea. I was like I like your penis. <laughs> he was like He was like no, they only make your penis smaller if you continue to use them to prevent you from being hard. He was like but if you're just using it as something to keep your dick in, then it it doesn't work like that. And I was like okay. I was like well, I don't know that I want you using one right now, but I said how do you feel about Do you know who Antonio Biaggi is? No. Okay, he's a porn star. Let me show you him. <laughs> he has he has really big balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me look this up
0: right now. They're very like floppy type of balls.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I like that they're floppy because I like the noise that they make when they fuck you. Like would they add, like how they smack against your ass. <laughs> of course
1: they would like that.
0: <laughs> Just as a... <set. laughs> no, it's more like a like... Yes, it's exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's hot. Anyway, so I was like, well, I don't know about that, but how would you feel about wearing like a ball weight so that it makes balls hang a little bit more and he was okay but I was like well pick one out and then I'll approve it or disapprove it
1: I feel like I just dropped into Wonderland and just took some pills because (laughs) (laughs) this conversation took a 360 real quick
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so anyway I was like yeah send me a link and I'll show you I'll say if you can get it or not so he sent me a link and I was like yeah that's fine and he was like, why do you have the idea of, like, big balls? And I was like, oh, I like the idea because I like the way they sound when they're, like, fucking you. Or I was like, or, I like, when I'm sucking dick and they're, like, in my face. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely but Not Safe at Work. Oh, this is fully a Not Safe for Work episode. <laughs> 110%. So, what was I going to say? So, so he, he, he sent me one. I thought it was a good idea. And today we were talking more about stuff. And I said, so... I know that we're not officially like boyfriends yet, but we're on... Like, I was like, I don't know if you're seeing anyone else or anything like that. But the times that you can wear your chastity garment is if you are on a date with someone else. I was like, then you can wear it. And he was like, well, I'm not seeing anyone else. And I go, good. So you have no reason to wear it. (laughs) But anytime that you go on a date with somebody, which is fine, I was like, you have to wear that. And he agreed to it. So
1: oh my goodness oh wow i don't even know what to say see why can't i have fun conversations like this why can't this happen
0: (laughs) but he works at a hotel and i've worked at a hotel before too so i know what the hours are like with that and he doesn't have the most free time but i said i like him so i'm willing to work on making it happen hmm okay also something that was fun (laughs) is oh my god he was like where do when would i wear these ball weight things and i was like oh you have to wear them when you're at work and he was like but then i won't be able to wear underwear and i was like yeah that's correct (laughs) and he he wears he has to wear dress pants because he works at a hotel so you know how like that fabric can be sometimes
1: oh my god
0: wow and so i was like oh well i was like that's just i was like that's not really my problem
1: i'm like at such a loss for words what <laughs> i've never been in a relationship like that so that is just like whoa my mind is blown right now. <laughs> the level and i don't think i ever could do that <laughs> that'd be too much because I would, I would know for myself that I wouldn't reciprocate. I was just like, yeah,
0: sure, whatever. Oh, well, there's also a rule that I can't come unless he tells me I can.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you could see my face right now, like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't mean that like a bad thing. It's just like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> I Out of my friends, I tend to be the one that lives the most like, I don't want to say explicit life, but the one that definitely like the most adventurous things happen to.
1: It's true. When I was describing you to that guy, he even said, he was like, this Juno character sounds very interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I described him right. <laughs> so last night, for example, I was I was masturbating and I didn't, I, like, couldn't finish because he didn't give me, like, any approval to do that. So I just had to stop.
1: Oh, goodness. I don't even know what to say. So Juno is living a fantastic life right now, as (laughs) we have just learned with this man. So I cannot see what happens in the weeks to come.
0: (laughs) Because we haven't been doing a Drag Race update, this will be the update weekly.
1: (laughs) what goes on in the world of juno's dating world (laughs) it'll be called the love life update (laughs) this week on flavor of juno (laughs) like flavor of love but flavor of juno
0: (laughs) well people that's where we are in the dating world and also like please send us questions about what's going on in your love life and how you need us to help solve it or whatever like that i think we might have gotten an email asking that kind of a question just today but i didn't I didn't read it fully.
1: And we're also in lackluster of dick pics. I have not seen one yet.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry in advance, (laughs) podcast at gmail.com. You can also Instagram either of us. (laughs) That's true. You can Instagram me at Brian M. Writer. And you can Instagram me at The Only Aunt Tammy. Only
1: Aunt Tammy.
0: No, the only Aunt Tammy.
1: All right. Well, let me do the song how I want. All right.
0: Well, I don't want people to get confused when they send dick pics. I end up sending them to some old woman in mid- <laughs> in like Michigan or the Midwest.
1: She's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: not complaining.
0: <laughs>
1: We're going to talk a little more on a spiritual level. I was telling Juno about a dream I was having and he wants to psychoanalyze my dreams for me. Yeah, because it's fun for me. (laughs) So I'm just going to tell you both of them. I'm going to tell you the first one and then the second one. And then you could just say... Just tell me which one you're going to psychoanalyze and then go into the second one. So I'm just going to tell you both at the same time. So the first one I had was actually about Juno and our mutual friend, Ken. I was in New York City, which I didn't tell you this part. I was in New York City visiting Andy Feldman, if you remember him.
0: Oh, I definitely remember him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually visiting him because him and his bandmates, you know, just got finished with a gig. So I was just up there like, you know, singing their show, and then we're going to go to this, like, Chinese restaurant. Now, the weird thing about this Chinese restaurant, there's, like, creatures there. Like, not, like, monsters, creatures, but, you know, like, cute, like, fuzzy creatures, like a tiger with dragon wings on it or something like that. Cute. (laughs) It is cute. Um, Although I never saw the creatures, I just because I was lucid dreaming, I just knew that they were there, but I never actually saw them. I just knew that the creatures were there. But the weird thing about this restaurant was when you eat there, if you forget about someone in your memory, they like disappear from, they just disappear entirely. Hmm. Don't know where. When I first walked in with Andy and his bandmates, it was like packed. And then I walked out to call you to say like, hey, guess where I am? You're like, shut up. I'm like, yeah, I'm in New York City. We should hang out, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you were already in the plaza with Ken. (laughs) You just appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, hey, when'd you get here? And like, oh, just here, we're just having a meal. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I have to go back into the restaurant, but I'll be back out. And then you guys are like, okay. And then I go back into the restaurant and it was like empty because all the people were disappearing. (laughs) <laughs> They're all being forgotten, and when it started to clear out, a section of the restaurant went into what people would people would probably call heaven or Olympus, where the gods sleep on. Because there was like clouds and stuff, and there was like sunset, and there was like pillars and stuff. So part of the restaurant went into this weird altered dimension.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but Andy Feldman was still there. Very nice, his sexy gingered self. <laughs> You hear that, Andy? You're sexy. Oh, yeah. He can do anything to me he wants.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So that was the first dream. And then I got woken up because you called me at six in the morning. (laughs)
0: I forget that the time to- that you're not here sometimes.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Now the second dream I had last night was actually about my other friend. I think I told you about her, Allison. I think so. So she I believe she was visiting me in California. It felt like California, but it wasn't California. Like I knew it wasn't California, but the scenery and stuff looked like California. Okay. And we were at a beach. Like we went to go spend a day at the beach. I was with her, I was with her fiance, and someone else was was there but i don't know who they were they were just there so we went to spend the day at the beach and then fast forward as we're driving driving on this road and we passed by this building that was in a previous dream of mine that's the only reason why i remember it that's another thing like sometimes my dreams intersect from another one and i remember them from a previous dream so it's like i built a whole world (laughs) <laughs> so, like they do in the shack. And as we were driving, there's this huge volcano on the side that erupted. We looked over and like at first it looked like a mountain, all of a sudden, like lava just fucking spewed out and like an earthquake started coming down. And so I just looked at Allison. and I was like, fucking drive! Because I knew like an earthquake was about to happen. Because I was thinking, like, we're in California, the plates are already unstable. This just fucked everything up. We need to go. <laughs>
0: I love your Indiana Jones type adventure so far.
1: and so she's like driving and then of course we like a part of the road like flips up and so i just like pulled her out of the car and like i just like grabbed her and like her fiance and the other person is like running behind us and like we need to fucking go so we're like running as like everyone else is running because the volcanoes erupted, the plates are like breaking up and everything and we're just like running and running and then eventually we get to like this telephone booth and for some reason Allison's fiance decides to stop At the telephone booth to make a quick call About what's happening And I'm like I look at her and I'm like where, where is he where is he and she's like oh he's right up there He's about to make a call about what's happening I'm like he's dead he's fucking Dead leave him <laughs> You're a single woman now <laughs> And then she was like no so I was like God damn it so then I ran back grabbed him And then ran
0: oh you're much nicer than I am I would have left them both <laughs>
1: and then we and then at some point we just crossed by it was weird like some type of like environment change it was like a quick shift uh we weren't anymore in california we were in what my hometown used to look like when it was more lively like trees and life and everything and then we were fine it was like we crossed another dimension
0: i mean so that's a lot all of that is just a lot (laughs) I'm going to go with dream one first, though, because you told it to me first. Yeah. I think that that was interesting because if you think about it, you were at some place where if you don't think about somebody, they disappear. Or if you forget them, they disappear. But then if you, it was interesting because like you remembered me and Ken and then we appeared. So it like works in reverse too, I guess.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. You guys did just pop up out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, surprise, bitch.
0: Um, But I think that that, that I thought that was really interesting. And I also thought it's sad, but that's kind of how real life is too. Even if they don't disappear off the face of the earth, it's kind of like, sometimes you just forget about people and you never hear from them again. Like there's this girl that I was friends with in high school and we were best friends. Her name was Cherise, and she would always do this. Appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. She was so cute. And Uh, she would always go. Charice's pieces, (laughs) buttercup. That's great. Yeah, she was so cute, and we were like best friends. And um, it was funny because she was like my key to the popular table, (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) her (laughs) cousin, who she lived with, because she had family issues, was like one of the it girls in high school. And oh, god. So. Of course, like, if your cousin wants to sit with you at lunch, they're going to sit with you, and it's not a big deal, especially since your parents would probably yell at you if you tried to make it not happen. Mm, True. Um, And then, of course, like, if this girl's my best friend, I'm going to sit with her at lunch sometimes, you know what I mean? So every now and again, I would, ask in the glory of the popular kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But I haven't talked to her in forever. And like, hope to God she's not dead. But like, for all I know, she could be. So that's sad. (laughs) No, but it's kind of like, it speaks to your dream of like, you forget about people and they just go away.
1: That's true. But I didn't forget Andy Feldman. He was still there when
0: I came back. I can't forget him either. So I get it. That's (laughs) true.
1: oh my goodness that's so funny
0: i mean let me just say brian's friend andy is like this cute little ginger boy and he's a musician and he's very funny so chances are if you met him you could get it too he you would give it to him too whatever
1: (laughs) he he means that he wouldn't give it to you that whatever (laughs) andy's not a hoe
0: (laughs) no unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: my goodness. So what
0: do you think about the second one? The second dream I thought was like you should write it and submit it to a movie, like a movie company out there, because it's so compelling. Um, I do think that you it proves that you're a better person than I am, because I would have left her fiance <laughs> he's dead he's gone girl you single now think about this way get the fuck out <laughs> and I think that it's really interesting like even just how you paint the picture of your dreams like that they intersect with previous dreams and then you can recognize them in your dream happens a lot I can't do that I, I sometimes lucid dream but usually then it just means that I like play more in that reality like I'll give myself super super powers or if I'm having a sex mm. dream and it's lucid it's gonna be like the best sex dream ever so that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think that both of your dreams are really interesting. I don't know exactly how to translate them per se. I do think there's like something to them. I think more there's something to the first one. And then the second one is just like this really great action adventure type of movie.
1: Well, that's what we're here for. You want to psychoanalyze, psychoanalyze it. <laughs> Make some hy- hypotheses. <laughs>
0: hypotheses. I think the first one also like like I was saying, it speaks to reality, but also... It's kind of like when somebody goes away to like heaven, because you said that a part of the restaurant does that at the end. If you think about that, that's kind of also like how we, I don't know how you identify with dead people. But like, for me, it's like after a while, it's like, I just don't see them anymore. But in my head, I think of them more as like on a vacation, (laughs) like on an extended (laughs) vacation. (laughs) They're just chilling. Yeah, I just haven't seen them in a long time. And so... That's a way to look at it. It definitely makes it more easy to handle. Yeah. No, I
1: get that. No, some people need that. I mean, I don't need that, but, you know, some people do.
0: Yeah, you definitely are more cut and dry with certain things than I am.
1: (laughs) So many people think I'm such a heartless person when I'm actually, like, the most... (laughs) like caring person
0: no you know what i would generally that would leave you open for like me to make fun of you but i will say that you are probably one of the most caring people i know would give someone the shirt off your back and you go above and beyond like to even just make your friends feel special so
1: oh well thank you
0: I'm very thankful to, to have you in my life, but it is, it's all, that's all true. So I think that that's kind of more what your dream speaks to than anything else, kind of the frailty of life. And granted, I might just be pushing like my, my own viewpoint on things right now because of things that have happened recently, but that's where I would, that's what I went.
1: Yeah. What about the second one?
0: <laughs> well, no, I stand by the fact that I think the second one is just like an action adventure. An action <laughs> adventure. Like I really wish I had dreams like that were action adventure e that then i was able to be lucid for
1: oh i have so many dreams like that like one time i was in this house and people this person was going around trying to kill someone but i was lucid dreaming again so i could always teleport my mind to where the killer was and then where i was So i was just going back and forth like okay he's here i need to go over there and then eventually i just like chopped my own head off just to be dead and then like i just sewed it back on <laughs>
0: how very nightmare Before Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't think there's ever a dream where i've ever woken up where i was about to die i've always just died and then just see what happens in the aftermath like people who say like it's funny how you never see what happens after your die. I'm like Mm-mm. i see it all the time i know exactly what happens <laughs> i do not wake up <laughs> like i just don't wake up i'm like you're running for a roller coaster if it's scary well that's too bad because <laughs> you ain't leaving
0: that is really interesting.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, with the intersecting, like it happens all the time. Like I remember something from another dream because like, oh, hey, there's that, you know, but I don't like interact with it much.
0: So, yeah, that's pretty much all I all I have for your dream and your dream interpretation.
1: Well, good to know. All right. So now that we talked about dreams, like I said, this is going to be a spiritual episode. We're going to talk about a particular thing Mino Juno do. Juno does. Tarot cards. <laughs>
0: And Brian does. Bruins!
1: Yes. What's the
0: difference? <laughs> <laughs> well they're both methods of divination that's for sure what um what drew you to the runes
1: so i was gonna say like we should talk about your story with tarot cards because you're part of the reason if you remember you're part of the reason that i even got into runes
0: oh i do vaguely remember that i would say that my experience with tarot cards has been ever since i was little i remember i was younger and i asked my mom i go mom can i read tarot cards because probably because I saw something on like television about them, and I was I was attracted to the idea of being able to read the future. Car Captors, a <laughs>
1: mystic adventure. Car Captors,
0: yeah. A and I,
1: for time.
0: and of course my mother was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. Because I was always very. I was well behaved as a child and I, as I grew older, I became like problematic, but
1: um, (laughs) you became a teenager. Got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But even like as an adult, I'm just a mess. So the, oh, so they were like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, all right, no big deal. And then the movie, The Craft came out. I don't know if you remember that movie.
1: Oh yeah. I think that is such embedded into, The gay culture, like any type of witch movie done well, Charmed, The Craft, Practical uh, Magic. magic, Yeah, just speaks to the gay culture. So,
0: (laughs) Yeah, so good. And so I became obsessed with that movie. And my cousin Deanna, who's three years younger than me, for my birthday that year, got me a book. And it was called Teen Witch. And it was by Silver Ravenwolf. And I will never forget it. I will never forget the cover. It was a bunch of teenagers, like, kind of, like, mm, posed. And, of course, they were all white except for one black girl. And she was in the back. Oh. <laughs> and I don't even know if there was an Asian person on the cover. It was, like, there were, <laughs> there was one black person on the cover. The cover had no diversity. But at the same time, I was, like, oh, like, I didn't really realize that witchcraft was an actual thing. I just thought it was something that was, like, in history. Like, the Salem witch. Mm-hmm. Like it, it never occurred to me that like there was something to it.
1: Something that's like still practice on a regular basis and yeah. evolving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was really intrigued by that and I got this book and I like kind of it consumed me a little bit. And I was like, Oh, I wanna I wanna read cards again. Like that became a fixation of mine. And as you know, I my uncle's a pastor. And I grew up in a very Catholic household. So they were like, you have to stop this. You have to get confirmation. Like, that's that. And again, like, I was a kid for the most part. So I was like, okay. (laughs) 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 And then fast forward to, I guess, I was 20, probably. And I worked at Whole Foods and I met somebody that was a witch. And I was like, what do you mean? Because, again, like, it never occurred to me. (laughs) And they were like, oh, well, like, I'm not Wiccan. I'm a witch. And they kind of went into, like, what that that meant to that person. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So then I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do that, too. I was always fascinated by tarot cards. So then, as you know, when I obsess over something or I become fixated on something, it's like deep dive. I, like, go in. I go really far in.
1: (laughs) It's true.
0: You're like hundred dollars. That's fine. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even just like the cost of things or buying things, but it's like, if I want to know something, I want to know, everything i don't want to just skim the surface i'm like oh wait there's this book from like 300 years ago there are only two copies i'll take both like (laughs) i need to i need to see if there are any grammatical variations and why like it's very i'm crazy
1: oh i've seen all your books and i believe it
0: (laughs) i actually donated a lot of them just recently
1: (gasps) we'll get into that later go
0: on yeah (laughs) but so what ended up happening Was I found tarot cards and I decided, like, yes, I want to read them. I get it. I've always been very good visually. So if I see something, if I hear something, it sticks with me. And the traditional tarot deck is called the Rider White deck, W E I G H T or something. I can never say it, but it's two people that made this one deck.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And so I bought it and I started to look through it and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, like, I don't, I don't know why it just doesn't work. Like, nothing is sticking in my head. None of the images make sense. Like, it just didn't do it for me. And then I was like, I guess I'll have to, maybe not. Like, maybe this isn't for me. And then I was like, you know what? There are like a million different tarot decks. Why don't I just try a different deck? I said, you know, I'm not the most traditional person by any sense of the word. So maybe it's just that I'm not working with the correct deck. And so I think I ended up buying over the course of like years, somewhere around like 30 decks.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And if they didn't work for me, like if I didn't hear anything, I would just like leave them on a bench at a museum or leave them in a park <laughs> or like leave them in my sister's grammar school, like all kinds oh, of things. I would just leave yeah. them places because that's one of the ways that you're supposed to really acquire a deck is by finding it. So, hmm. or having it gifted to you. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like I can maybe help these find other people. So then I was looking, 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 and there's this great website. I think it's called Biddy Tarot or something. forget and i ended up coming across this one deck and i remember thinking to myself you know i would really like if there was a tarot deck with two guys in it and not just like a girl and a guy because it's very limited so as a result i typed in like gay tarot and of course i got like the most random shit ever yeah (laughs) and then i filtered through it i kept looking and i came across this one deck it was called the the cosmic tribe tarot and it's by eric ganther or the text is by eric ganther the art is by steven postman or steve postman okay and it they're just great like here's the gay card for the lovers can you see that i don't know
1: yeah no i remember you should that was the deck that you used on me and david
0: yeah what did i say i don't even want to (laughs) know
1: oh do you remember the awkward moment where you were like If Brian never met you, he would have been a lot more successful and happy.
0: Uh, (laughs) See, the interesting thing about tarot is that once I do a reading, like it goes out of my head because it's not for me to know. It's just like, I'm the way that it gets to people.
1: When David's sitting right there, you were just like, I'm just reading the cards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. But that's what we wanted you to hear. So that's my primary deck. And then I work with a second deck and that's called the Archeon Tarot and it's by Timothy Lance, L-A-N-T-Z. And that's a completely different looking deck than my, my primary deck. It's very like kind of crazy interpretive colors and stuff like that. And there's like kind of a different level to them, which I really enjoy. And I use that if I'm writing something, like if I'm writing a character, I'll flip cards and I'll like try to get into their head that way. Or if I need internal reflection, then that's how I'll use them. I'll like flip for them. But the Cosmic Tribe ones, though, I distinctly use to read other people. I don't ever use them for myself.
1: Where do you feel you are now with tarot and witchcraft and stuff?
0: Witchcraft is part of my day-to-day life. The three people I speak to most are Hera, because Juno, Hera, <laughs> Ganesh, and Archangel Raphael
1: Ooh,
0: yeah so they're also like my like identifying with these deities they're not even from the same like religious backgrounds you know what I mean they're kind of all over the place
1: that is true
0: <laughs> and actually it's funny because you know that I'm getting a tattoo for my cousin that died it's going to go down my spine but I yeah. decided that I was going to get one after that as well and it's going to be like on my chest plate and it's going to be something related to Ganesh
1: oh cool Yeah.
0: I'm interested in seeing that. A wing. (laughs) So tell us about your dynamic with runes.
1: So funny story. It's funny that you say like, tarot cards have to be given to you or like found because my first tarot deck was given by my stepmom when I was like 12 years old she like she was like oh here I think you would want this and as a kid I was like oh okay and then of course I started looking it up I got into it and I asked her years later after reconnecting with her I was like so why did you give me that tarot deck it's definitely not like a normal gift a mom yeah. would like give a child not that I'm yeah. complaining about it And she was like, I don't know, really. She's like, I don't even remember that. And I was like, oh. I was like, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So that was, like, my first, like, introduction into it. And then, of course, I grew up watching shows like Charmed and stuff. And I also watched, like, Practical Magic and uh, The Craft.
0: So, like, I was all about that life. (laughs) Yeah. Practical Magic is in my top three of favorite movies. That and, like, The Witches of Eastwick.
1: Oh, yes. I forgot about that one. That one's so good, too. So then... What got me to... I remember what got me runes because you remember I was at your house and I wanted to do uh, a divination, you know, for my friend. And then you were like, oh, why don't you just use runes? Like you can use anything. You just have to go out and find them. So I just went outside to your front yard and found these two rocks, which I still have in the baggie because you said it's my magical item now. So there's like still in the bag, if you remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you ever need to get rid of a magical item it's kind of like i don't want to say like a process but you have to make sure they're gotten rid of correctly
1: oh i don't want to get rid of these these were a turning point in my life so (laughs) okay (laughs) no it's true it's like it's got me into runes so like it's sort of like oh this was the birth of this kind of thing so then after that i immediately like you went out and did some research on it and i bought my own set i bought so apparently there's different sets of runes there's like the traditional runes that have the traditional symbols. And then you have the witches' runes that have like different symbols.
0: I didn't know about witches' runes.
1: Yeah, uh, the witches' runes, there are only two, four, there's only eight symbols. As far as I know, like eight main symbols. The traditional runes, like the ones that everyone uses, has, I believe has 26 leathers. So it's like the alphabet. Yeah. Kind of like the alphabet. Yeah. Um, but it's not, they're not used in the alpha, traditional alphabet way. You know, each leather has like a meaning. Yeah. Has a meaning to it. But yeah, no, I would say like that night at your house was definitely a turning point for me. And now I've gotten, I say I've gotten to the intermediate, cause I think I, I remember texting you like a month ago because I started advancing into more in- intermediate divination now.
0: <laughs> Can I just tell you that, that phone call was hilarious and what you told me, Hera said to you, was hilarious. Oh yeah, I because
1: I still don't know who my guy is. Well, I've I've gone through a couple, and I'm just like not feeling it. Don't feel like I have a connection with you yet. And then that that night, I actually needed Hera, and then she was like, "Don't bother me right now. Ask you now." <laughs> <laughs> Like she was not in the mood. I was like, please, please. And apparently, so like tarot cards, like runes have to be, you know, they have to work for you. They have to be unique to you. But unlike tarot cards, it's not something that can be to make them truly like in tune with you. You can't just be like, you can't just like find them or like buy them or have them be handed to you. You either A, have to like hand make them and you have to hand make them with like a a particular piece of wood you have to use like elderwood, oak or ashwood. Not willow? No, not willow.
0: You you were so hung up on the willow and I was like, not willow. <laughs> well willow is considered holy wood, so I'm always surprised when like that is not the case.
1: I mean I'm sure you could use willow, but that's because I feel like runes aren't the main thing for runes. Like yeah, it is divination, but I'm sure people use them from other things. So that's probably why I just know that Elderwood, Ashwood and Oak are like the three main ones that you should use. But that's just one way to do it. But that's like a whole process. If you wanted to go an easier route, you basically have to obviously find a rune set that works for you. But then you have to like get in tune with it. You have to meditate with each rune with one rune per day for like the whole month, you know, to get in tune with it until you're like completely in tune with the set. And then you have to cleanse them, which means you just have to let them bathe under like the moonlight. So You have to go through like that process yeah so yeah so that's like the two ways to get in tune with runes unfortunately like you can't just like buy them and then like yep these are it it's like no you have to like spend a month getting in touch with them (laughs) like hey girl
0: well well it's funny for me when i was going through cards and whatnot it was like when i found my deck i started to hear them like i heard voices and so i was like oh okay these are the ones
1: he's not schizophrenic people but i like to think so how very dare you yeah all right so that's our spirituality uh if you'd like to hear more about that we could definitely incorporate in future episodes
0: let us know email us what you think yeah i'm sorry in advance podcast at gmail.com and even if you have like alternate views or gods that you talk to or like let us know we would love to talk to you guys about that it's fantastic
1: no it's true and we'll we'll include in the episode we'll be like hey this person talked about this this god or whatever so favorite things
0: let's end we're ending our episode favorite things what's your favorite thing this week i want you to go first because i have two favorite things and i know when you hear one of them you're gonna shit your pants
1: my favorite thing this week is kingdom hearts because there's more news about it which i'm not falling to the hype i didn't bother watching the video because it's just square enix dangling the keys in front of the baby again (laughs) until i see a release date like an official release date like i want to see the numbers all eight of them i want to see all eight numbers i don't want to see like December 2016. No, I want to see December 15th or, you know, an exact date of the release date. So I'm not going to get into it. But because of it, uh, I've been like replaying a lot of the Kingdom Hearts game and trying to get some of the trophies I didn't get for some of them. So,
0: well, I have two favorite things this week. I think I said one was Audible last week, right? Yes. Okay. And so then this week, one of my favorite things is an app, which is the Harry Potter game. oh it's so so nerdy i don't even i haven't even read the books but it's like i'm addicted to it i can't put it down
1: that is amazing i heard that they do a lot of uh, microtransactions though to advance further in the game
0: well yes and no you have the option to do microtransactions but it's also like well you could pay 55 diamonds or whatever they are to fast forward or you can just wait for the two hours when the mission becomes available.
1: Well, I heard that, like, that's the frustrating part. It feels like you, there's always such a blockade unless you pay.
0: Well, after you, year one feels that way. But year two, you start to be given, like, side quests and stuff like that. Uh, so if you play the game fully, then that's not an issue.
1: Okay. That sounds amazing, though. I thought about doing it, but I was like, mm, not into it that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should try it. It's fun. But then my other thing that I'm obsessed with, my weekly obsession... My favorite thing is what happened something happened today which is they broke ground for my pool oh yes for those who don't <laughs> understand i spent
1: months implanting into juno's mom's brain building a pool i would send her pics like every day like hey look at this lovely pool setup and now they're doing it it's happening yeah,
0: it's gonna lead off of the kitchen extension <gasps> there's gonna be like beautiful pavers that are gonna be put down da. da. <laughs> there's gonna be uh it's gonna be like a natural shaped pool so it's gonna kind of like meander from i would say like a couple feet out of the kitchen all the way back to where the trampoline is
1: oh my gosh
0: like that area and there will be a hot tub attached where there'll be a waterfall coming over into the pool and then there's gonna be a larger water feature with like cascading rocks and water and stuff
1: yes oh my god it's like a dream come true if they need anything, I mean anything to help, I will not be there.
0: <laughs> well, I was I also wanted to let you know that it'll be ready in August for swimming, end of July, start of August. So you can maybe come swim then if you're gonna be here and then we'll record in person.
1: I'll wait till the second week, just in case. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'll tell you when it's closer to being done.
1: That is
0: amazing! Oh my gosh! Besides, we're probably going to leave the hot tub open all year because well, the hot tub can't the hot tub. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Well, thank you for listening to our episode, everyone. We shall
0: see you next week. (laughs) Yes, have a great day, you guys. And once again, sorry in advance.